Open mine eyes that I may see Glimpses of truth thou hast for me Open mine eyes, illumine me Spirit divine Love of my life, I am crying I am not dying, I am dancing Dancing along in the madness There is no sadness like to invite you to a soul-level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guests' spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today, my guest on Song of the Soul is Sarah Peterson. Sarah shared her first Song of the Soul with us just over four months ago, but her spiritual life has been unfolding at an amazing clip in the interim. Since that first Song of the Soul, she's found a soulmate, become engaged to be married, and discovered a deep, disciplined, and joyful addition to her spiritual practice. She still is providing massage and yoga through Gaia Massage and Yoga, located in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. But her journey from Catholic upbringing surges onward, including Sanskrit chanting and more. Good morning, Sarah. It's wonderful to meet you this early in the morning. How long have you been a person to rise at 5 in the morning? When I was at the ashram in August, we got up at 5 every day. And my intention was to come back to Eau Claire and do that all the time. And that didn't happen. But I've been getting up at 5 in the morning for over a month now. Does this have to do with the company that you're keeping? Yeah, (laughs) it totally does. Um, My fiancé and I get up at 5 every day, and at 5.30 we chant with a couple other people on the phone from Unity, and we chant for a half hour, and then we have breakfast and get on with our day. So did you just start this chanting, or when were you first exposed to chanting? I was exposed to chanting last summer, and it really solidified itself and really manifested itself at the ashram where we learned specific mantras 
for different things. At one point, I had asked the guru, oh, can I give these mantras to my clients? I know a lot of them would like to do this. And he said, no, you need to do Om Namah Shivaya. And at the time, I was obsessed with Om Gam Ganeshaya Namaha, a mantra to Ganesh, the remover of obstacles, because I had a lot of obstacles in my life at that point. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to do that one. And I didn't. And then eventually, the Ganesh mantra fell away, and now I'm obsessed with Om Namah Shivaya. When you say obsessed, does that mean like you have to go into a monastery now, a Buddhist monastery? <laughs> and I think that sometimes that's the way obsession takes you when a leading takes you. Okay, maybe not obsessed, but I'm totally in love with it. And with Josh. <laughs> what part does Josh play in this sudden change in your intensity and direction? Oh, gosh, he really just has helped. He's like the sun helping my flower open up and bloom. He's leading me through it, to it. My wife and I are doing a workshop this coming summer on committed relationship as spiritual path. Sometimes you find a person who can just walk with you. I have a feeling that for you, Josh is that person. Yeah, he is. At this point, we're not really walking, we're running <laughs> full speed, and we're flying, and it's, it's really amazing, and I look forward to every moment and each day with him. It's, it's really cool. Well, let's start talking about your music, because I know you have to go off to do a massage very soon. Your first one you picked out is by Jewel, and it's called Hands. What's this got to do with your spiritual journey? We did your first song of the soul together about three months ago. And now you're having a second one because your soulscape is changing so quickly. So why did you add Jewel into your Song of the Soul? I chose this song, Hands, because for me, my hands are a huge part of my spiritual journey. You know, every day I use my hands to massage people and to help decrease suffering in the world and help get rid of people's pain. And I, I use them through massage and Reiki and all this great stuff. And I, I love this song because some of the words are, we are God's eyes, God's hands, God's mind. And I, I totally believe this. You know, I look at my hands and I go, these are God's hands. And then I'm working on a client and I'm like, and this is God on my table. And every day I pray and I say, God, please make my thoughts your thoughts. And please guide my words and my actions. And so I just think the song has a lot of truth in it. I don't suppose you've listened to Spirit in Action, the theme song of which is, I have no hands but yours. And another song you probably need to get exposed to is This is Holy Ground, which has one of the verses in there about us being God's hands. So anyway, Jewel. Do you have a major connection with Jewel? No, she's just a cute hippie girl. Well, the world needs more cute hippie girls. Let's listen here to Jewel as she sings Hands. I could tell the world just one thing It would be that we're all okay And not to worry Cause worry is wasteful and useless In times like these I won't be made useless Won't be idle with despair I'll gather myself around my faith The light, the darkness, most fear
Let's go on to the second one, Sarah. You chose a song by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Is Spearhead a group or a person? It's a group. It's a reggae group. And Michael Franti, I haven't run into him before. Oh, he's super awesome. He is a hip-hop artist, and he does yoga, and he's he's so beautiful. All my girlfriends just adore him. (laughs) And you too, I guess. Uh, We Don't Stop is the song that you picked. What's it about? This song is about how there is a war on everything out there, and we can find causes all the time to fight against. But the truth that rings out in this is that the people will rise up, and the people will fight for peace, and will come together, and will fight the injustice in the world. Do you see yourself as being some kind of um, anti-war or pro-peace activist? Definitely. Definitely. I've always fought injustice, even as a kid. I was the kid who was sticking up for the kid, getting picked on. And I think that's really important to stand up for people who have a weak voice or no voice. 
Do you take concrete outer actions to do this? I do believe that just the prayer itself formed in your heart makes a difference. But I'm also wondering if there are outer actions that show ways that you try and make a difference in the world. Definitely. The main thing I'm working on right now is my business, Gaia Massage and Yoga, located downtown. I'm trying to create a sanctuary for people to come where there's non-judgment and love. That's one of the main things I'm doing right now is creating that place and that space for people to, to have healing. But yeah, I write my senators. <laughs> I call them up on the phone. I got their phone numbers on my cell phone. I call them when they go to vote for something. I voice my opinion, and I think that really is important. I stand out on the corner with a sign when we have protests. I get involved. I think it's really important. If there's one thing I learned when I lived in Washington, D.C., is that you do have a voice, and that voice does make a difference if you learn how to use it. In my view, you're one of the most optimistic, most energetic people I know. This song, We Don't Stop, I guess is an optimistic statement in face of all of the horrible things that are done, all the wars against people and spirit in so many forms. How do you keep up your optimism? You know, it just comes out of me. I don't know how I do. I think maybe because for so long I was a depressive person uh, with a highly addictive personality that I soaked all that in and I got to a point where I was like, I'm not going to be like that anymore. I made a very conscious decision when I stopped having depression to stop having depression. Throughout all that, still I had this sunshine in me that wanted to come out and, and would come out in like little bursts and rays. And at this point, like there's no clouds at all in my sky and it's just all sunshine. How long ago did you make that transition and what was the key to get you to do that switch? I think a big part of it was uh, initially when I decided to move back home. I was terribly homesick. And being backed by family and friends who really, really knew who I was, that made a big difference. And then just consciously making decisions to stay exercising and stay eating healthy and not, you know, the conscious decisions that, okay, I live in Wisconsin and everybody my age drinks and the smokes pot and making those conscious decisions not to do those things anymore really made a huge difference in my life. Well, evidently you did stop doing some things, but we're going to listen to the song We Don't Stop, Michael Franti and Spearhead. Those heights. We can't stop because we love this life. 
Bring to the new day, round to the new day. Transform hell in a heaven, God lives through. Grab hold of today. Yesterday is over, tomorrow may be too late. Everything is one, but the one is unbalanced. Music made for the dollar, like soul and talent. Really ain't it over about a feeling you was having as a child running wild for the mind programming. Set in threatening. Get in this energy. The next one wrecking. They heads been brethren. And we'll win, Mr. President. What do you know? It's evidence setting in slow. How does it go? An unprecedented event is about to unfold. The devil can't start, won't start blocking the globe. Falling the sound here, freedom come knock at the door. They try locking the door, but we about to explode. We got the firefly tiger eye, apocalypse flow. So deep in the bottom of your bottom is slow. Send mind darts flying out without a pistol. Redesign lost minds got out of the cold. Bring order to a world that is out of control. Truth you say, I say, how do I know? We can't stop when the beat just drops. We can't stop when the rebel rock. We can't stop until we hit those heights. We can't stop because we love this life. I wanna rock with punk because I love punk rock. I wanna rock with heads because I love hip hop. I wanna rock my beats all around the block. If I was in Baghdad, then I would rock. I rock. I wanna rock with punk because I love punk rock. I wanna rock with heads because I love hip hop. I wanna rock my beats all around the block. There's just one love, so the planet will rock up. New world days and new world nights. New world wrong and new world rights. With new world funds and the new world banks. With the new world guns on the new world tanks. New world devils and new world gods. New world chance, even new world's hard. New world names sing new world songs. New world planes are the new world laws. New world's flying, the new world's dying. The new world's crying, the new world's trying. New world's sons and new world daughters. They're already selling us new world water. New world beats for the new world to bang. New world streets. For the new world to hang New world president, new world drugs New world resident, new world thugs New world players for new world sports New world trials for new world courts New world lawyers and new world laws New world prisons and new world bars New world's fight, the new world's fist New world lighten up, the new world's split New world smoke and the new world burns New world's choking, the new world's dead We can't stop the wind and beat just drops We can't stop with the rebel rock We hit those heights We can't stop because we love this life We can't stop when the beat just drops We can't stop with the rebel rock We can't stop until we hit those heights We can't stop because we love this life We don't stop I'm assuming you did not grow up in Wausau chanting in Sanskrit. <laughs> no, I, I grew up singing in a Roman Catholic church. Have you ever been exposed to any of the chanting that's done frequently in Latin as part of the Catholic tradition? A little bit. One Easter, when I lived in D.C., I went to this huge cathedral, and, and there was some chanting in Latin, and it was beautiful. But, of course, I had no idea what they were saying, um, but it was it was really cool. So just a little bit. All of that is just background to get to the next song, which is Om Namah Shivaya. You mentioned earlier on that this is one that you resisted going toward, but evidently it's now arrived in your heart. 
Yeah, this is a really great one. Om Namah Shivaya, it means I bow down to the great Lord Shiva. Shiva is the Hindu deity who is the destroyer. And Shiva's everything. And I love this one because when I do it, I I think about how everything in my life is, is guided by spirit, guided by love, and is a manifestation of God's love through me. And Om Namah Shivaya, oh, I, I bow down to that Lord. The words I just heard you say were that I bow down to the great destroyer. Doesn't that mean that you're supposed to bow down to Bush or Cheney or Rumsfeld? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Shiva. <laughs> Jay Shiva. I, I'm praying that Shiva <laughs> breaks down some of those guys. Um, no, Shiva. When I want Shiva to, to destroy something, I'm thinking about my ego. I'm thinking about my judgments of myself and other people. I'm thinking about the truth I know that I am not allowing to rise to the surface. I want Shiva to destroy my silliness that doesn't help me grow. I don't know that you ever thought this, but I've had it mentioned to me before. A lot of people who are Christian might think it's a little bit strange that you would have the destroyer be a symbol of holy quest. But on the other hand, very few Christians think of the fact that when they carry a cross, they're carrying an implement of Roman torture and death. That is the symbol of their religion. Did you ever think of that one? No, and I have never liked crosses. <laughs> I, I'd get crosses for different confirmation, all these different things I went through, and I, I've never liked the cross because it was this terrible device. And I'd always think, like, God, why would people want to carry that around? Like, geez, there's it created a lot of pain for people. Well, let's center down here a little bit with Onamashivaya, and it's done by Krishna Das.
mentioned, Sarah, that some of the addictions that you've given up or chosen not to partake in now are the drinking and smoking pot type addictions. But actually, when Bob Marley comes to mind, that's one of the things that I associate with him, uh, as a matter of fact, part of the religion that he practiced. Why did you choose love, and how do you relate to that kind of drug culture that's connected with Bob Marley and the Whalers? Well, to answer the first question about love, you know, I try to I'm consumed by love right now, and I am in love with everything, (laughs) which is really awesome. 
Yeah, Bob Marley and, and all his buddies, they're all big stoners. And I've got a lot of friends who are stoners. So this is the way I see it. You know that Bible passage where they're talking about basically saying, like, everything on earth I've given you to use, including the seeds and the grains and whatever and everything. The way I see it, is marijuana a bad thing? No, I don't think so. I think people who have cancer and have pain and nausea, I think it should be totally available for them. It can help a lot of people, and it does help a lot of people. Should Do I think it should be legalized so everyone can smoke it? Mm, not necessarily, because people abuse things. People will abuse anything you give them, and people abuse pot all the time. The key is everything in moderation. And what happens is people are, are, are wanting something, whether it's spiritual questing or physical intimacy or whatever, just in plain fun. And people start getting in the habit of smoking all the time. They wake up and they get high. They eat lunch and then they get high. You know, 420, you know, everybody gets high. And the problem is it's no longer in moderation. And then they need more to get high. And then it just becomes this habit of got to get high. Rarely have I met someone who smokes pot that is like, thank you, God, for giving me this pot and helping it get rid of my pain or my nausea or whatever that is. The reasons why we smoke pot, we should look at that and say, am I doing this because all my friends are doing it or because it's cool or because I can't get to sleep without it? Once you get to the point where you're dependent on it to help you do things and you can't get there on your own, that's when you know you have an addiction and a problem. Is marijuana totally bad? No, I don't think so. But should you smoke it all the time? Hell no. I have another way of conceptualizing it that I'll offer you. And that is that we have each of us inside of us a God-sized hole. In that hole, the only thing that fits rightly is God. And when we put anything else in there, it throws us off, just like having a shoe that's wrong, with the heel that's wrong. It can throw off your entire back and put you in bed, put you in the hospital. So if you put in that hole any of your addictions, and addictions include not just drugs, of course, but work, and it can be sex and love, and it can be just about anything, television, all of those things can be put in there, and it can ruin the most central part of you, which is your connection to that divine spirit. I think as Bob Marley and the Whalers are singing about love, they're talking about right relationship to spirit. I agree. They have love for everything. If you can get to the point where you have love for something, <laughs> even love for something is better than love for nothing. So we'll tune in here to Bob Marley and the Whalers as they sing love.
The chant Om Mani Padme Om is well known to many people. I'm sure it must be sung in many different variations as well as just chanted. How far does this chant go back with you? I was introduced to this when I was 16 and was referred to the book Be Here Now by Ram Das, And it's all over that. And Om, the heart is the jewel inside the lotus or something like that is what it means. So over 10 years have I been exposed to this one, and it's a good one. And Diva Primal is, is singing it. She's German. Wow, she's got a great voice, and she's married to this guy named Mitten. They're beautiful, and Josh and I want to be the next Diva Primal and Mitten. Do you and Josh actually perform music together? Yes, we do. On Tuesdays from 8 to 9 at Unity, we have Kirtan, uh, which is call and response chanting. And on Thursdays from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m., we have it over at my place, Gaia Massage and Yoga, downtown. So when you do call and response, you're saying you and Josh are doing the call and everybody else is doing the response, or you're doing the response with them? Josh and I take turns leading, so Josh will usually, he'll start and he'll, he'll start singing and playing the harmonium, and then myself and the other people there will respond. And so it, we, don't, we don't lead together, we lead separately. We'll listen here to Diva Primal as she sings Omani Padme Om.
Well, Sarah, speaking of singing together or your singing, you serenaded me yesterday morning. You came into my office and pulled out your ukulele, and you went wild and sang Tonight You Belong to Me. Have you been singing this back and forth with Josh? No. <laughs> Actually, I haven't. It's like the one song we haven't sang together. One day I was like going through closets and organizing in my new house, and I came across this ukulele, and I was like, ooh, ukulele, I want to play you, and I had never played it before. And instantly I thought of this song from The Jerk, and I like rushed downstairs and got on the internet and printed it off and, and started playing. Are there deep philosophical overtones to this song? No. <laughs> it's just beautiful and cute, and I just love it. <laughs> Um, but you could make it philosophical, I suppose. You could think of it as talking back and forth with God. Kind of like the Song of Solomon. So let's imagine Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters kind of in the dialogue that you find in Song of Solomon singing, Tonight You Belong to Me. chose to end with one more song by Bob Marley and the Wailers. It's called Thank You, Lord. Why this one? How far does this go back with you? And when you say thank you, Lord, is there a particular face of God that you're addressing that to? No face. I don't know. If God has thousands, if not millions of faces. I don't think of any specific face when I pray or when I give thanks. This song, I don't even know how far it goes back. But when I sing it, oh God, do I love it. It's just... It really expresses how I'm feeling. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. And thank you, Lord, for what you're doing now, because I think everything, whether or not we realize it, whether or not we believe in God, somehow there is a divine plan and there is a, a very strong force in the world guiding us. And since I've been on the trip of, of 
really allowing myself to be guided by these higher thoughts and higher higher levels of consciousness, everything in my life it just is beautifully unfolding. Everything I need comes to me. Everything I want comes to me. When I say everything, I mean the things that really count. It's not like in the afternoon I'm going, oh, I want candy, and boom, like there's candy. It's not like that. It's like it's coming from the heart. It's coming from humility and compassion. And I'm just amazed at how beautifully the synchronicities in my life just continue to weave a beautiful pattern. I'm definitely not trying to rain on your parade, but I'm aware that there's a lot of bad things going on in the world. And I think that sometimes the harder part of the prayer is to say, thank you, Lord, for all these hard things that you put in my life, too. At the same time that we're safe and snug here in Eau Claire, there are a lot of people suffering over in Iraq, which weighs upon my heart, too. How does your prayer address that? Thank you for everything, Lord, means thank you also for all of these difficult things that are happening. You know, this is something that I've kind of struggled with for several years. Uh, Why is there so much pain and suffering? Why do people have to go through such horrible experiences? There's this book, Conversations with God, by Neil Diamond Walsh, I think his name is. In there, it addresses this. And, you know, in philosophy, they call these these things necessary evils. And do they have to be occurring? Mm, I don't know if they have to be, but they are. And they are because we, as a collective consciousness, create them, allow them to happen, and enforce them. Do they have to be occurring? I don't necessarily think so, but they are, and we have to accept that. Yes, we can try to change that, and it's important that we do try to change that. But how do we deal with that? You know, I was thinking about what I was going to say to you this morning on the way over, and I knew you were going to say something to me about Bush. And I was thinking about how it's really hard to love him and different things that him and his his friends are doing in the world. And what I came to was this thought that without people like that doing things like they are doing in, in the suffering, without the suffering in the world, it's hard to enjoy what we do have. And when there's darkness, it makes us appreciate the light. And when there's light... We can see the dark. And they kind of go hand in hand, yin and yang, male and female, you know, this this balance. And I was thinking also that because of all the war and stuff going on in the world today that is not good, it has created a lot of more love and intention of peace and gathering of people. And, and people are gathering and solidifying and, you know, maybe without all this stuff that's going on, we wouldn't have had that. So maybe there is a a higher purpose to all of this. Thank you for those reflections. And I would like to share now with our audience. Thank you, Lord. It's by Bob Marley and the Whalers.
So thank God, and also thank you, Sarah, for squeezing me into your morning so that the people who listen to Song of the Soul have a chance to hear another deeper and more beautiful portion of your soul. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure, and it always is, and it always will be. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to a Song of the Soul interview with Sarah Peterson. You can find more information about this program, including notes on the music included, via my website, northernspiritradio.org, where you can also download this and other programs. Song of the Soul is produced by Mark Helpsmeet. If you'd like to share your Song of the Soul with the listeners of WHYS-FM Radio, please contact me via my email address, helpsmeet at usa.net. That's H-E-L-P-S-M-E-E-T at USA dot N-E-T. And please join me Sundays at 11 a.m. for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.